0: Section 57 of Curiosities of Street Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Curiosities of Street Literature by Various. Division 3 A Collection of Ballads on a Subject Marriage of the Blooming Lady and the Groom. There was a beauty bright. At woking she did dwell. Her father had a handsome groom, and his daughters loved him well. They used to trot away, conversing on the land. Oh, Alice Carolyn dearly loved her father's servant-man. Alice loved her father's groom, she longed to take his hand. No one can separate her from her father's servant-man. She is twenty years of age, as blithe as e'er was seen, and George the groom was a youth in bloom, is aged but eighteen. She dearly loved her George, she by his side would stand, she vowed no one should part her from her father's servant man. George and Caroline would toy, each each other they would please, each each other they would kiss and tittle each other's knees. They swore by all above did together fondly plan to dear each other lovely Alice and her servant man. From woking they set out, thinking ere they far had got a lovely chance they'd have to tie the lover's knot. They disappointed was, and they amazed did stand, then young Alice went to Wandsworth with her father's servant-man. The bands they did put up, Alice and her father's groom, and in Love Lane in Wandsworth they together took a room, saying they were man and wife, as the young lady blithe did stand, vowed she would lose her life or wed her father's servant-man. But mark, young men and maids, sad was the lover's fate. They were by her father took before the magistrate. Alice boldly faced them all as she at the bar did stand, and swore she ran away with her father's servant-man. Have her Georgie Smith she would, for he had gained her heart. No power in the world she and her groom should part. Like a maiden in despair she would wander through the land, if they would not let her wed her father's servant-man. May they both united be and live a happy life, May the pretty sweet Miss Cross be a kind and loving wife, And may she ne'er regret she did at the altar stand, By the side of Georgie Smith, her father's servant-man. You Weybridge pretty girls, you Chertsey lads and lasses gay, Can you blame me, cause from woking with my love I run away? You girls of Guildford town, together we will trill, To see the pleasant fair at the place called Catherine Hill. This lovely pretty maid, the parson's daughter all in bloom, declares she'll never have another man unless she has her groom. She loves him as her life, and may she dance a jig, and may she have a little boy marked with a parson's wig. Printed for the proprietors, Mr. Savile, Lucky, and Company. Yelverton Marriage Case The Lady Beat the Soldier you are all aware as well as me there has been great consternation in dublin has a trial been which excited all the nation there was a blooming lady who did wed a soldier laddie and he was afraid of his mamma and he dare not tell his daddy the lady licked the soldier well cause he refused to take her and the irish lads were all so glad to see her beat the major he is the son of a great lord stand at ease and order he took a bonny blooming maid over the scottish border he told her pretty tales of love embraced her round the middle and when they were at gretna green the major caught the fiddle he took then to paddy's land so gentle meek and clever he disgraced the holy church of rome he did the naughty fellow he vowed that she was not his wife and caused a pretty bother he clapped his knapsack on his back then went and married another Brave Sergeant Sullivan was the man, no lawyer could be bolder, with gallant Whiteside went to work and fired away at the soldier, while every upright person there the lady pitied who was round her. The sheepish major drooped his head, and Pop went the powder. He was a major, a lord's son, as evil as a monkey. All the religion that he cared about was who had got most money. The fool was of no creed at all. The Church of Rome defied a sad way. He could swear a lie through a nine-inch wall and cover his knob with pipe-clay. Now like a brick the soldiers licked, and his coronet is troubling. She shamed him in the four courts in the good old town of Dublin. They made the naughty soldier jump if the ladies could have caught him, they would have ducked him underneath the pump, and better manners taught him. He drove the lady round and round while riches she had any, to Waterford and to Belfast, to Bantry and Kilkenny. He disgraced the Holy Church of Rome, the naughty soldier laddie, and all because he was afraid of a flogging from his daddy. He has made a pretty kettle of fish, he has lost his wife and baby. The Dublin lasses shout huzzah, may heaven bless the lady. She like a brick the major licked, the naughty wicked soldier, he bolted out of Dublin town with his firelock on his shoulder. If to Gretna Green he goes again to play his hay-down diddle, let the ladies pray both night and day that he may get the fiddle and then go mad to Ballinfad, where they will stand no parley. So cut your stick, your Irish licked, and a regular guy is Charlie. He married a wife and then made strife. Such terrible tales he told her. It was such sport in the Dublin court to see Sullivan drill the soldier. The Naughty Lord and the Gay Young Lady Damages, £10,000 "'There is a pretty piece of work. It is up in high life. Upon my word, an amorous lord seduced another man's wife. She was a lady of title. She was charming, young, and fair, with her daddy and her mammy once she lived in Belgrave Square. The trial now is over, and his lordship with a frown, for kissing Lady Nellie has to pay ten thousand pounds.' Lord G. was a naughty lord. Oh, how could he engage To seduce young Lady Ellen? He is sixty years of age. The verdict of the jury made his lordship quake and jump. Ten thousand pounds he has to pay For playing tiddly bump. Lady Nelly left her husband, And would with his lordship be. She would trim his lordship's whiskers, As she sat upon his knee. Some said, Oh, lack a daisy, She was in a comical way. His lordship was bald pated, And his hair and whiskers gray. My lord was very fond of lamb, the cook said so at least, and neighbors you must understand he liked the belly piece. His lordship loved the lady, and the lady she loved he. His lordship played by music, the tune called Fiddle-dee-dee. Dee. His lordship, when he heard the news, caused his eyes to flash like fire, then he looked around ten thousand pounds, his lordship hollowed wire'em. He sold his hat, he pawned his coat to pay the browns we find, and then he run round Hyde Park Square with his shirt hanging out behind. Sweet Ellen was a daughter of my lord and lady C., and once lived in a mansion, yes, she did, in Belgrave Square. Sweet Ellen had an husband, an honest, upright man, and his lordship went a trespassing upon her husband's land. My lord was fond of sporting, and hunting of the hare. He has to pay ten thousand pounds the damage to repair. His lordship played the fiddle down in Scotia's lands, tis said, and his lordship must have fiddled well both in and out of bed. Now all young lords take warning when a-hunting you do go. In the evening or the morning pray beware of tally-ho. If you are caught a-trespassing on other people's ground, perhaps you'll be like old Lord G. made to pay ten thousand pounds. The lady's injured husband has nobly gained the day, and beat old Mr. December who seduced young lady May. H. Disley, Printer, 57 High Street, St. Giles, London End of section 57